Real quick, you ever heard the story? Uh, Matt Damon talking and telling the story of The Departed with uh, Jack Nicholson. I don't think so. Like, he's telling the story of this scene. I just saw it. It's like, I'm not in the scene, but I was talking to him and he's like, it's the scene where uh, it's one eighth of a page on the script that says, I forget the guy's character's name, but Jack Nicholson uh, shoots the guy and he falls. And that was the, that was the scene. And Jack is like, He's like, you know, what would make this good. Uh, let's I'm going to do the scene. And it was supposed to be just Jack, but he had his helper. Oh, he, yeah. Like, the guy was always with him. He's like, I, I want to have him. Yeah, I want to have him with me. And I want it to be a woman, not a man. Because that's more <laughs> sinister, you see. <laughs> and then and then he's talking to Matt Damon. He's like, and the scene could stop there. But the camera keeps rolling. And then you see me and I say something like, Man, she fell funny. That's a pretty, that's a pretty sinister line because it implies I've seen enough people fall to know when one is different than another. Right. And then he, then he keeps, he's like, and the scene could end there, but the camera keeps rolling. <laughs> and I turn to my buddy and I say, he's a, he, he has a, he has an axe. So he's about to chop her up. That's pretty sinister. But then he's about to swing and I say, hey, wait, wait, wait. I think I want to fuck her again. <laughs> and, that's, and, then he, and he's like, and that's a very sinister line. It implies, <laughs> it implies that I've already raped her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, he's, <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, the whole time he's like, yeah, I get it. No, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but then, and he's like, and then the scene could end there. But the camera keeps rolling. <laughs> and I say to my pal, he looks at me and I say, Sarah's laughing in the fucking bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, ah, ah. And then he says, you need help. And then he's like, and see, that's a sinister line because it implies that this is all a joke to me. <laughs> the rape, the murder. <laughs> it was like, God damn, it was the funniest story. And he's like, and he's like, that's all. He's like, that's all in the movie. They just cut out the rape line, but mm -hmm. they pretty much did the rest of it all from just a, a scene where it says he shoots him. Adding all this shit. Oh, God. I just had to share that. I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. It's <laughs> amazing. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Hello there. My name is Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian, episode 73. We got a treat for y'all. 63. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> he said 73. <laughs> <laughs> We're jumping around. Uh, I'm, that's staying in the edit. That's hilarious. Oh, shit. I thought I said 69 for a second. <laughs> that's something on my mind. Uh, yeah. We got a treat. <laughs> we got a treat for you. Episode 63. <clears throat> uh, in the... In lieu of it being October and uh, Halloween coming up, we wanted to do, because we weren't doing a theater movie this week, so we'll do a retro. We wanted to do a scary movie, arguably one of the best of all time. We're talking uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Not that piece of shit. Uh, Stephen King's The Shining in 1997 yeah. made for television shit. Which I guess is far more accurate than this, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who cares? I remember watching it as a kid growing up. That was one of the, like, those are many series we just showed up for every week. You know, it was just like, I don't know, my parents love The Shining. And so they're like, oh, let's watch this TV ad adaptation. Uh, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So I imagine yeah. it's pretty fucking corny. So it came out in uh, 1980. Uh, obviously written, produced and directed by Stanley Kubrick, uh, co-written with novelist Diane Johnson. That, you know, uh, Stephen King has a lot to say about this movie. He hates it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where it starts right there, that he got 
novelist Diane Johnson to help <laughs> to help him write the screenplay. Stephen King's like, hey, hey, what I'm fucking right here. <laughs> I wrote well, the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, he actually wrote a script. He wrote a fucking script treatment for this movie and gave it to Stanley. And Stanley's like, nope. <laughs> I'm not using your fucking dumbass script. Yeah. And which is also what's also weird is uh uh starring Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, Scatman Crothers, and Danny Lloyd. What's also weird is that there's a lot of Stephen King movies now, right? Back oh, yeah. then, yeah, yeah. Back back then I don't think I don't know how many there were at that point, but not many, if any. <clears throat> so uh Stanley Kubrick to do a Stephen King movie is pretty crazy because mm. I can't think of another Stephen King movie that got anywhere near this, you know, arguably one of the best filmmakers of all time, a lot would say. Um, so it's kind of a weird situation because a lot of them are kind of cheesy TV movies. Yeah. Um, usually done by Stephen King himself. <laughs> like he, he has a big hand in the cheesy ones or, you know, decent theater movies, but not like you're not having a Scorsese or somebody direct these things like you did here with Kubrick. So that's yeah. always just kind of struck me as odd that Kubrick did a Stephen King movie. Yeah, I was looking into that because I thought that was a bizarre like choice because Kubrick, <clears throat> to my knowledge, every movie he's ever done has been a book adaptation. Clockwork Orange is a book. Full Metal Jacket is a book. Eyes Wide Shut, 2001. Um but they're all just like so different and interesting novels. And then you got like a Stephen King novel. Not that there's anything wrong with Stephen King, but it's kind of a more mainstream novel and author. Yeah. And uh, I read that it was because uh, he, him and Warner Brothers were starting to go head to head because his movies just weren't making money. I mean, we look at Kubrick nowadays and think he's like a fucking master and his movies are, are incredible pieces of art. But back then, like they weren't making a shit ton of money, so they wanted him to make something that could give them money, and so he just landed on, for whatever reason, landed on The Shining to to get a bigger box office than he normally would. Yeah, and it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> Shining didn't do well, and it was pretty panned by critics too. Amazingly, yeah. now the critics love it, but critics after when it came out in nineteen eighty, they're shitting on it. It's like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? Did you watch the same goddamn movie I watched? Yeah. What are you talking about? Anyways, that's, a, you know, the eye of time. Uh, so, I don't know where to start with this. There's so many weird things, huh? So yeah. many good things. <clears throat> um, oh, let's start with this. So, this film, you know, most films, what, like five months, six months shooting at the most? Mm -hmm. Typically on, on set. 13 months yeah this is a long one for the shining mm -hmm. 13 oh, longer than a year um holds the record for most takes in a shot mm -hmm. world record or i think it's 128 when wendy's going up the steps uh you know jack's kind of following her um uh i was what kubrick said something i thought was very interesting and i i really um i understand and it makes a lot of sense that he said, you spend all this time and money trying to get a movie made. It takes you five years, six years to get everything in the right place to finally start putting things onto film. And then that's when they want you to rush. That's when they want you to hurry up, get the take as fast as possible. He's like, I think it should be the opposite. We should rush to get the money and get to this point. And then I should go as slow as possible. Yeah. to get the absolute best thing on the frame. And I was like, it makes a lot of freaking sense, man. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense looking at this movie too. Because this movie is pretty close to perfection, I think. Uh, cinematography, um, the acting, uh, everything about it, everything has its place and doesn't feel long-winded or... It's just perfect. Everything has a little thing you can notice like later on in multiple watchings. And mm -hmm. it's just so good. And that's a good horror movies are like that too. You notice little things, like, Oh, foreshadowing moments or scary stuff that you didn't notice at all. <clears throat> so I think it's pretty close to perfection. Yeah. It's uh, my favorite Kubrick movie. 
Um, I think if, if you probably would have asked me my early 20s, maybe late teens, I probably would have given you a different answer, maybe like clockwork, um, just because I was the an angsty, an angst teen back then with my fight club with my clockwork oranges and my natural born killer, you know, all that. But nowadays, uh, over time, uh, the Shining has become, become my favorite because I think it's probably his most accessible. Um, and I think it's the best paced. I think it's, yeah, like you said, um, the acting is amazing. I know Shelley Duvall gets some shit for this movie, but I think she's fucking great. I think she's awesome in this movie. Uh, Scatman Crothers is fantastic. Um, <clears throat> Dick Halloran, like everybody, even the small parts, the guy who plays Mr. Ullman, like these little side ones, even those performances are great. Um, yeah. The mood and the atmosphere of the movie is creepy and weird. And um, the movie just sucks you in. Like, I don't know. There's something about it. You just yeah. you don't want to blink the whole time. It just really <clears throat> grips you. From from that iconic opening, man. The driving. Uh, the, a lot of steady cam stuff, man. That looks just really fucking awesome. Yeah. Sweeping shots over the mountains and then. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's so good. It looks so cool. And um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shelly, yeah, Duvall, whoever her name is. I used to th- think she was shitty in this movie. But now looking at it, <clears throat> I think it's just the character is really whiny and kind of unlikable. And that's just the character. Sure, she's just, sure. She's just a whiny, you know, kind of frazzled uh, beta woman who lets herself get pushed around and yeah you know lets herself get talked down to constantly and she's just she has no backbone anymore she's just can't stick up for herself anymore um she has no confidence and it just comes through in the character which makes her read is super whiny and uh a little bit unlikable to me because it's like i'm just the whole time you're like ah just do something woman say something mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's what's great is like you know i kind of felt that way back in the day and when i was you know watching it re-watching it last night you know yeah she is like an agreeable kind of weak person in in a lot of ways um but she really comes through kind of towards the end she really starts doing shit um which i thought was really cool i just didn't really take that angle like her fucking hitting him with a bat and dragging him into the thing. And she saves her son in the end. So there's, you know, she kind of becomes a little more triumphant in the latter half of the movie, but yeah, Yeah. she's, yeah, she's definitely weak throughout the most of it. Yeah. But I don't mind it now. I mean, it fits her character. Yeah. Crazy frazzled. And she's just a kind of a weird woman, Mm -hmm. the actress. So it's kind of hard to get past that. Like I look at her, just see olive oil. You know what I mean? She's built like she's built like olive oil. She played olive oil. Whoa, help me, Popeye! Yeah, she's got that. Forgot about Popeye. Yeah, but yeah, she just every time I see her, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, her her two my my two favorite scenes with her is the I mean obviously the the fucking infamous um, Grandmaster Room scene where where Jack is kind of tormenting her a little bit. Uh, her performance in that, I mean, equally with Jack, because that's another great performance from Nicholson in that scene. But even she, even though she's just crying most of the time, you fucking believe it. You feel like she's how frazzled she is. And dude, the fucking the axe coming through the door, her performance on the other, like her just screaming on this in the corner of the room as the axe is coming through. So good. Three days shooting that scene. Crazy. Three days. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure Jack Nicholson was tired as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And, and she's like that because I seem that behind the scenes footage, like shot by his daughter, Kubrick's daughter mm-hmm. called like making the shining. And dude, he, she catches a lot of him going off on her on set. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? No, it's pretty fucking simple. Look behind you. Hello. Are you stupid? And she's like, no, I'm not. St-. She's like, I'm not stupid. I just looked, and he said, "Go." It's like, but did I say go? Yeah. Are you? And who? He's just going off. And I was just like, it was awkward to watch, dude. Yeah, it's it's kind of an infamous thing that she kind of tormented. He kind of tormented her in this set. I mean, even he admit that he kind of, but didn't really get along with her. But he also said he did that on purpose to make her as frazzled and disheveled. 
as possible. And I don't know if he did, but he's he's enough of a genius where I believe it. He did. And then, yeah. like, it comes through on the cell, on the on the film, man. Like, he, she looks rattled. Every scene, pretty much. She's just rattled looking. Um, and it works. And I, that's also why he did, you know, so many takes. Because then it, 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 they were talking, like, you lose the rhythm when you do so many takes, you just get tired. So then mm-hmm. it just becomes bad. But then it, they're all saying, you get a second wind. After you reach about, you know, 40 takes and then you get the second wind and you've done so many by that time that it's just second nature, all the lines and everything you're supposed to do. So you're living the character at that point. Sure. Living in the moment. There is no, you know, it's way easier to act because you're just, you're there now. And I see that in all these scenes, man. Uh, But we could talk about Jack Nicholson. We'll go through some of the performances. Uh, awesome, man. Um, Stephen King's criticism, and I haven't read the book, but I, I've read about the book and how it goes and differs. But, you know, Jack was supposed to be taken over by the demons of, like, the hotel. Like, the supernatural force in the hotel takes over him against his will <clears throat> to kill his family. And in this one they kind of paint him as an asshole before he gets to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And that's Stephen King's biggest gripe. He's like, they're, you know, they're making him seem like a jerk before he gets to the hotel. You know, in the book, he's, he's, he's pretty good before the hotel. And it's like, they're all looking forward to the hotel. It's a new start because they, I guess they were kind of going to get divorced because of him pulling, uh, the arm of his kid. And, uh, so I can understand that. And yeah, he does play it kind of assholey in the, in the, in the car ride, just in the car ride. Yeah. I don't know how much of that is just Jack Nicholson and the way he talks. He just kind of seems like an assholey guy, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, he played it more like uh, the ghosts aren't forcing him to do anything. They're just kind of antagonizing him, you know, because yeah. they're like, are you going to finish it? He's like, I'll do it. All right. Like, <laughs> it's not like they're possessing him to do it. Sure. In, in the like in the book, they're kind of just influencing him a little bit, pushing him along. And uh, what an awesome turn it, it becomes, man. It's like every little scene you see him in later and later. And they filmed it chronologically, which is like a really good idea mm-hmm. for this movie, because then it's easier for him to gradually play crazier and crazier. You don't have to remember what scene is what and where. Right. <clears throat> um, so I thought that was a good idea expensive idea to shoot chronologically um but i was gonna say about the yeah it's like every scene like that's one of my favorite scenes is when wendy finds his what he's been typing up the whole time Mm, and it's just that all work and no play makes jack a dull boy she starts going through it it's just page after page in different ways like Mm -hmm. different styles it's written and it's just and that's a pretty creepy scene. You're like, what the fuck? She's yeah. like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. What helps in a lot of these scenes is the fucking awesome score. Like when that, when she starts <laughs> looking at the page and all the strings come in and like the weird noises, yeah. like, it's a really good score. And it really anything, like picks up. <clears throat> any, anything creepy. I had kept having to turn it down when I was watching. Anything creepy <laughs> is just a, a very, very high. Mm-hmm. Screeching notes. Just, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, very creepy. And I love he comes in. Uh, what the hell does he say exactly? Do you like it? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think. Well, how says, do you like it? Yeah, how do you like it? <laughs> oh, Jack. <laughs> what? I said, how do you like it? <laughs> he so starts good. flipping through it. And then that, yeah, that other scene is like, do you understand that every time you come in this room, it breaks my concentration when <laughs> And then I have to fucking find my spot again. Here's, here's what I want you to do. Whenever you hear me typing in this room, or fuck it, if you don't hear me typing, stay the fuck out of oh, the yeah. room. Can you do whatever that? Whatever the me? fuck you hear me doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stay whatever the fuck you hear me doing, <laughs> don't come in here. 
He's like, how about we start right now with you getting the fuck out? It's like, Jesus. And then, yeah, and she's just like, okay. Yeah. I was going to bring you a sandwich later. (laughs) (laughs) Still bring the sandwich. (laughs) All right. But yeah, some of the greatest shit. And then, like, uh, yeah, of course, the stairs 128 times, man. Yeah. Woo. That's nuts. Walking up and down those steps in the, nah, I didn't say I was going to hurt you. You didn't listen. You didn't let me finish, Wendy. Just said I was going to bash your fucking brains in. Bash your, <laughs> right the fuck in. <laughs> I love that, dude. Yeah, it's such a good delivery. And, and she's choking up on that bat in the middle of the bat. I was like, what are you doing, motherfucker? Yeah. She's just swinging that thing. She's like Getting in the, the middle bat. of the bat, though. So she's got like this much to swing. And, uh, yeah. To choke up, baby. Go down on that thing. <laughs> Get some range on that swing. Get some leverage, some power. What you got to do is lift that back leg. You yep. ever watch those little, little leg tapes back in the day? <laughs> cock, cock that fucking foot and you, uh, you put that shoulder in there. Give him, the Jose, <laughs> give him the Jose Canseco. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. a fucking iconic, iconic <clears throat> scene. Uh, Scat Man. What a fucking name on this guy. Yeah. Scatman Crothers, baby. He's so good. He's really good in this movie. Yeah. Um, you believe him as that goddamn cook. Yeah, he's cool, <laughs> man. You want some ice cream, Doc? Doc? Yeah. Um, that poor old man, though, that put him through hell, man. Uh, oh, yeah. I was watching, They did the, you know, the tour, right? He gives the tour. Yeah. 85 times. 85 times they made that old man give that tour. Jesus Christ. Yeah, bro. It's like, here's the fucking fridge again, Wendy. All right. <laughs> and then uh, when he gets killed, the axe in the chest, uh, 50 to 60 times. <laughs> and and he has to fall. And uh, like he remembers hearing uh, one of the stagehands say, you know, this guy's too old to be falling this much. And I guess Jack Nicholson said, old, he ain't old. He can <laughs> fall 50 or 60 more times at least. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And I guess he had to fucking go to a chiropractor, like a doctor after that shot and just fucked his back all up. Which is weird because the way they shoot it, the axe sticks into his chest. So technically you could probably just use editing to kind of put him down on the ground, you know. Softly, nope. but nope. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hard. You're gonna, you're gonna drop his ass. Yeah. Apparently, he didn't die in the script, and he was kind of upset because I, I got even on set. Uh, Nicholson, like when they meet friends or whatever, and he goes, "Oh, this is Scatman. He's the hero of the movie." Because in the script, he actually does save. Um, what's his wife's name? Wendy and Danny. But uh, apparently, last in the last second, Kubrick's like, "Well, it's a horror movie. Someone needs to die, <laughs> so we're gonna kill you." He's like, "Oh <laughs> man." Yeah, I don't know about that, but I do know about the the like two minutes that were cut from the end of the movie. The movie was sent to theaters, and then like the after the weekend it opened, Kubrick demanded they send the film back, and he removed two minutes of the ending. So the ending is uh, the removed ending is Jack is frozen <laughs> like normal, and then it goes to like a hospital. Yeah, or no, it goes to it goes to they show feet right at the Overlook Hotel, like arriving, like police, coroner, and it's like, is the girl okay? Is the boy okay? And they're like getting in an ambulance, and I even think Scatman might be alive mm. in this in this version. It's like, yeah, they're all okay. It's like we, and what about the killer? You know, we never found his body, so they never found Jack. Uh, I'd like to see that footage. I've only heard it described. I don't know if it's somewhere out there. Um, but I think that would help explain the ending because <clears throat> the ending, when it pulls in on the photo, right. Yeah. And it shows him in the 1920s ball. That's very confusing as to what's going on. But I think if they don't find his body, I think it's almost like the hotel absorbed him right into its history. Mm-hmm. You know, because now he's one of the, you know, he's one of the ghosts. Now he's part of the history. So there is no body. He's gone. So I think that would have been a kind of cool 
ending to it to help explain that picture a little better. Because as of right now, I don't get it. I've heard a lot of fan theories that like he was a reincarnated, like he who was always the 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 caretaker, like they say, like he's reincarnated sure. and he's just meant to do it. Or it's just like a different guy every time at the hotel is reliving this moment from its past, so it keeps doing it again or something. I don't know what I think, but it doesn't matter because the movie's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. It's not, oh, sorry. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's not incumbent upon that. You just want more answers because it's so good. Right. Yeah, this was, um, this was, I'm glad you brought this up because this is the first time, like I've seen this movie dozens of times throughout my life. And, you know, when it comes to the ending every time, this is one of the, I kind of just shrug off. I'm like, okay, I don't really know what that means, but whatever, this movie rules. Um, but it's not like an ending like Sixth Sense where you're like, oh shit, it changes the movie and you want to rewatch it, you know, in that, yeah. in that, you know, mind frame. It's not one of those, but it's interesting last night for the first time ever, because I've heard about that reincarnation theory. And for the first time, I looked at this movie through the lens of like him being reincarnated. And mm-hmm. it kind of makes a lot of sense. Like the moment he meets Lloyd, he goes, oh, hey, Lloyd. And, and there's no name tag He goes, you've always been my favorite, Lloyd. And it's just one of those like, oh, maybe he's just some spirit that's like, you know, the, when he gets yeah. to this hotel, his he starts to come back a little bit. Um, so I thought that was kind of an interesting way to look yeah. at the movie again that I've never really done before. Uh, and he he does tell Wendy the moment I step foot in here. Yeah. I, even at the interviews, I I've been here before. Mm-hmm. When I was driving here, I'd I'd been here before. So yeah. And yeah, it, you know, ending. it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's not. You know, Stephen King is the one that said you know horror movies shouldn't have those things discussed the, mm-hmm. uh, not, the not knowing is much scarier than knowing. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, Cause there's actually a quote in it in the beginning of Alan Wake. I, I remember <laughs> Stephen <laughs> King said that you're not supposed to know. <clears throat> um, yeah. Some other stuff, man. Uh, so there's a 119 minute cut of this movie and a 144 minute cut. So the 144 minute cut is the theatrical cut. It was 146, but then 144 because then minus that two minutes, right? Sure. So 144, that's the one we all know. Um, and then there's the 119-minute cut that was used kind of internationally. And Kubrick has gone on to say that that is his preferred cut. Oh, interesting. It's the 119. Um, but it cuts out so much. I read a list of what it cuts out, and it's like, dude, how the fuck? Like the like the therapist with Danny in the beginning, none mm-hmm. of it, none of it in there. Wow, uh, none of like uh, none of the freaking uh, what the hell's Tony? Tony, <clears throat> none of the Tony like explanation in the beginning really at all. <clears throat> no, no Scatman, um, flying over. No Scatman calling the the the. The guy with the snow cat. So mm-hmm. I guess he would he just show up. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Or something. Um, yeah, and a lot of other stuff cut too. A lot of other stuff that like is like pretty essential stuff. Like a lot of the interview, the job interview, like stuff that really gives you I'm just I was like reading it and imagining watching the movie without all these parts. And I'm like, that's a really different movie. Mm-hmm. Cause that that's a movie that doesn't really explain much and it just kind of breezes through stuff. And I bet if you did watch that movie and you never saw the original cut, you'd probably be a little more, uh, I don't know what the word would be. You'd probably be while you're watching, you'd probably be like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Oh no. And now he's talking with his finger and this kid's crazy. <laughs> and then, and then like, uh, you know, probably be a little bit more jarring to watch that version. Um, I just can't imagine liking that version better than, after reading about it yeah that's weird like even just from you know the perspective of the build-up but this movie's a slow burn i mean there's no denying it and that's what makes i think so effective is it takes a while to get to where things start to happen and um it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and then everything just fucking flips on its head so without that when you take you know what is that 20 minutes when you take 20 minutes of that away um i don't it doesn't sound to me like it would be as effective as as much as what you're saying is you know just missing scenes that don't even make sense 
So yeah, yeah I'd be curious to watch it, but I don't. Yeah, it seems weird to me. Yeah. Um. So that uh, more history. This is this movie's got so much cool history behind it. So yeah. the hotel used is is in Oregon. I'd love to go there one day, man, and check that out. Yeah. Um, Timberline Lodge. Yeah. What is it? The Timberline Lodge. Timberline Lodge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's used for all the exterior shots. All the interior was built on a soundstage. Uh, it's all fake. But man, that, that <clears throat> could have fooled me, man. Yeah. That's that's not a hotel, right? That, <laughs> you, you built all of that. It's like, crazy. Dude, how much more expensive was that to do that? Yeah. You could have probably just bought a hotel. Yep. For the cost, you built one yourself <laughs> from the ground up. It's fucking it insane. Looked, it looks immaculate, dude. Like that looks like a 70s hotel. And like, oh my God, like we're so all the colors, dude. And when he mm-hmm. goes into to room 237, and like first you walk in, it's got like a cream couches with purple cushions and purple, green, and pink carpet. And then he goes into the bathroom and it becomes all like aquamarine. Yeah. Like a lime green. What the fuck? Yeah, like all of them. Like, what the hell? These colors are gnarly, dude. Yeah. Then it's got that sexy ghost. And then he just starts making out with her. She turns into the floppy fish ghost. (laughs) (laughs) You kissed me. (laughs) Making fun of him. (laughs) Dumbass. (laughs) Got another one. (laughs) That's her whole thing. Just to catfish people. (laughs) Just catfishing out here. Oh, shit. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff, I feel like is just. uh, Gonna. A lot of the stuff in this movie, I do feel like it's just Kubrick kind of not doing it because he thought it would be better. Just doing it to say "fuck you" to Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was it was room two one seven in the book. Why yeah. don't you just use that? No, fuck you. Two three seven. I heard that the Timberline. I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that the Timberline uh, was talking to Kubrick, and they said, "Hey, we don't want that number because then we'll get all these people who just want to fucking stay in that room. We want to deal with that." So they oh, because they, they, so. they didn't have a room two three seven. Correct. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Hmm. And it didn't help because everyone that goes there now asks for room two one seven. It didn't work at all. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> No, it's uh, yeah. cool what you what you say about the sets though, because it's fascinating to watch the especially the Vivian Kubrick documentary, because it's like they'll go on to set and then like they break or something and then they start walking off and then like they go behind the scenes and like there's wires everywhere and everything's yeah. like all this carpentry and you're like, Whoa. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that's like some the of the facade. best set work, dude. Yeah. Like it's not easy to make a full functioning looking uh like hotel, the kitchen, they got all the tubing in the walls and stuff Mm -hmm. looks so real and like you know when you're in the kitchen and it's got that rubber shit on the walls up to a certain point so it's easy to clean like every detail is just awesome so good and then yeah the cinematography in it is just oh yeah we gotta talk about that for sure yeah beautiful man every shot every shot has got some crazy like uh fisheye lens or wide lens yeah. going on where you catch all the awesome set work uh slow steady panning shots behind people like wh- one of the coolest shots is danny riding his trike yep that's a yeah through the, through sure. the fucking hotel dude it's just like and then oh the sound design too when he's riding it's like on the wood floor and then he hits a carpet yeah so I, was like, oh. I was like, oh man, so good. And yeah, then, they uh, they invented the steady cam for this movie, yeah. which is insane. Uh it, it looks gorgeous. <laughs> just the fucking yeah. smooth how it just goes with everything. It's awesome. Before that, people were like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> how do we do gone, this? Filming gone with the wind. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's windy. <laughs> gone with the wind is right. <laughs> Oh man. Uh yeah, just all the steady cam shit, dude. Woo. Even I like something s- even like su- like a really subtle 
uh, shot that I really fucking love. Maybe it's just the framing and, and the blocking of the actors or something. But it's right when Danny comes back from going into the room. And it's right after Jack has that nightmare. And yeah. so she, she wakes him up. And then it cuts to this fucking wide shot of Danny in the middle of the frame. And he's like, he, he's in focus, but everything beyond him is out of focus. And there's like this long, like very slow, just keeps going and going. And yeah, he's yelling at that's... him to go to this room. And then she finally runs up to, I don't know, just little scenes like that where it's like, fuck. Oh, that's man. a good one. It's good Why don't you mind me, Danny? Mind me. <laughs> uh, and I love, oh man, there's just so much in this goddamn movie. But yeah, the steady cam work. I, I want to see the cameras and what they, I don't, I didn't watch the documentary. I saw little bits and pieces of it, like him berating. Uh, Duval, yeah. Um, but I want to see the cameras. Like, what do they look like? Mm -hmm. What kind of what kind of rigs are they riding along behind that kid and stuff? Because you know, it's is that a wheelchair? When I was reading about it, or some sort yeah. of like wheelchair esque yeah, yeah, some kind of big kind of thing. I'm pi I'm picturing something big. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. nowadays, it'd just be a guy with a freaking bricked yeah. up freaking thing. But I'm sure, it was something gnarly on that set. Um. Yeah. What was I going to say? There was something. Yeah, it's just so much. This movie's so good. Um, it was, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Might as well mention it. But uh, the fucking poster. Oh, kinda, yeah, yeah. We were talking about that. Kind of throws me off the poster. Man. It's just that. And you were you sent me that article about the poster by that famous poster artist. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Saul Bass. Saul Bass. Yeah. Saul Bass. And I was looking at his poster work, and yeah, they're pretty big movies, but that's not my cup of tea. Anything mm -hmm. he's done, so. Uh, but I guess he's pretty well regarded. And he sent him all these samples, and they're all that stipple, or it's these dots making things. Yeah, I, was like, I didn't like that. Yeah. Why you? All, why is everyone got to be like this? And then like Kubrick didn't like any of them. And then they finally agreed to have like a face coming through the whatever it was, the T of the Shining or something, the H. <clears throat> and uh, it's still stippled. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is... I want to look. I want to bring up the article while you go. Uh, and it looks I want to like read some a, of his notes. They're pretty funny. And it looks like some kind of alien uh, looking through the letter. It, yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't look like this scene right here is what I think he was trying to evoke. Or here, the uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh, so I don't know what the hell is wrong. And the, the, it's like yellow. The poster's yellow and it's it's just so weird. But now I looking back on it, it kind of does go with the you know, just the weirdness of the movie. Yeah. It's totally a movie that would have a poster that you'd like, what the fuck did that have to do with the movie? Uh very seventies looking poster too. But yeah, I feel like this movie is so iconic, it should have had a uh, I don't know, a better poster. Yeah, after you said that, I was kind of like, I went to, I just went went and Google and typed in like the Shining fan art poster. There's some pretty cool ones out there, but I, even with the fan art stuff, I don't think I found one that was like, yeah, that's the fucking, that's yeah. the one that belongs to the Shining. There's some really cool ones, don't get me wrong, but it was just like, uh, sorry, so I have the, this article that, I, that you were just talking about, the one I sent yesterday. I just want to read one of Kubrick's notes because I think they're kind of funny. Mm -hmm. So for those of you just listening, this is a mock-up poster that the Saul Bass guy we were just talking about sent to Stanley. And it's um it's a it's a dot photo of um, the maze and like three shadow people going into it and then underneath it it says shining, and then the notes are, uh, and it's written in hand on the actual poster, and it says from Kubrick, maze and figure places too too much emphasis on the maze. I don't think we should be I don't think we should use the maze in ads. Title C number three. There's all these little like and then there's one with like a hand holding a bike. It's like hand and bike are too irrelevant. Title loses. <laughs> title looks bad. Small looks like ink did not take to the part that goes light. I don't know, it's hard to read his handwriting, but it's just kind of funny to read his notes. This yeah. shit sucks. <laughs> Try something different. I mean, the fucking face one wasn't much better. Yeah, it's a little weird and creepy. You know, because Clockwork Orange and uh, Full Metal Jacket, those are some good posters. Yeah, those are, especially Full Metal Jacket, that one's pretty iconic, at least in my mind. Yeah. I don't know. In my mind, maybe the poster looks something like from the beginning, like a, a landscape wide shot with mm -hmm. the, just the shining, like in the blue kind of written, and that's it, just very plain. Or 
you know, a, a very far out shot of the, the hotel yeah. with the shining written maybe, but it is a movie. I think probably less is more on the poster. I mean, you don't like a lot of people have like this image on like the DVD. I don't think that's the poster either. Yeah. You know, the iconic shot. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the perfect poster would be, but I know that ain't it. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind the, uh, I don't mind the 4k one. I was telling you that yesterday. I think that's kind of a cool, yeah, that one's a cool pretty box cool. art. Yeah. Because it evokes old timey posters, right? It's got the silhouette. Yeah. What is it? The silhouette. It's a silhouette of Jack, right? Yeah, with the axe, holding the axe. Yeah, with the axe. But then on the inside, it's got like Danny on the bike in red outline and some other things from the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looked pretty good. You could see like an older movie using a style poster like that. Yeah. Agreed. That one was, that one was pretty good. Oh, I want to talk about real quick the scene with the blood coming out of the elevator. Mm-hmm. Wow. Iconic, yeah. That uh, That scene took a year to do like to get right like they, they just couldn't get the blood to flow and he didn't like the way it looked it's such a perfectionist and wow did he come up with something because like the i don't even know what they're doing the way it flows out and hits the ground and the cameras the cameras almost look like they're 4k or something you know i did though i watched it on hbo i didn't go get the dvd so mm-hmm. it, it's the hd transfer so but man it looked i don't know what cameras they're using but you can tell some detail in these cameras like the 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 water flipping up from the yeah. splash i could just see the little ripples and look so good and then like it starts to get a little bit on the walls and you can tell how red it is mm-hmm. and like how thick it is you know sometimes when they do that fake blood in a big if you would use that much fake blood you'd probably just use a really red water to get yeah. it to flow really nice but you could tell when it hits the walls and the way it kind of comes down so slow and it's so red that it's thicker than water Mm-hmm. Like they went all out and used like, you know, blood that you probably use in a close-up shot for yeah uh, someone bleeding for all of this blood that you're using like gallons and gallons of it. And it just looks so good to me. I was like watching that. I was like, gosh, this is amazing. Dude. Yeah, it's perfect. Like I, I don't even want to think about how many times or what they what they did to test it over and over to find the perfect fucking <laughs> <clears throat> shot. You know what I mean? Like that's a one and done. You can't really yeah. – I mean, I guess you can fucking brew, uh, yeah, Re- remake the whole goddamn yeah. set. That, that ain't coming out. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I forgot. I was I was gonna bring it up to this, but I got lost or so much stuff. The uh, I love Wendy the smoking around Danny. <laughs> oh like, yeah, he's eating his Cheerios. And she's just like blowing it in his face, <laughs> <laughs> flicking in his Cheerios. How's your Cheerios, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, i love it man you can just smoke anywhere yeah put it there's out that, on the baby <laughs> there's that scene where she's talking to the psychiatrist and she's holding it like this and you can see as the scene goes like ash it that's the fucking cigarette doesn't so matter long. you ash it right on the shag carpet <laughs> <laughs> don't worry it won't burn <laughs> oh man that was totally a thing in the 80s just fucking yeah. ash it wherever you want yeah i d- i'd like when i smoke at someone's house and they do that, it bothers me. Yeah. Like I've had that. I've been outside smoking and it's like, let's just ash it. And it's like, I don't want to. <laughs> it just <laughs> seems weird to me to just like, I don't know. I feel like, yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm starting a forest fire. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I'll just hold it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about all I can think of on, on this amazing movie. You got anything else that comes to mind or you want to discuss? Uh, I would actually, yeah, I was going to ask you, have you seen Room 237 or heard of it? Is that a documentary or something? Yeah. No. No. It's, it's worth watching kind of, it's, it's about, um, a group of people who just have theories about what the shining is about and like a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. And it's just them telling stories about, but it's kind of like, it's a little bit like almost like a hippie-ish. They kind of sound a little crazy, like conspiracy theory type people. So take with, you know, some of it's, some of the stuff they come up with is a little outlandish, but I think it is interesting. Like some of the, the stuff that they, they brought up. The one that I thought connected to me was that Kubrick was known as like this perfectionist, right? This very <clears throat> meticulous director, like everything needs to be perfect before we shoot. But there's so much inconsistency in the movie that it's like, 
huh like what like there's a scene i think it's when jack's doing the typing and telling Winnie to go fuck off and behind him there's a chair up against the wall and then you know you cut back to shelly cut back to jack and the chair is gone and then you cut back and then the chair is back again and it's like did you do that on purpose or was it a continuity everyone's tired like oh shit we forgot the chair we gotta uh, cut you know bring the chair back and then you just use the cut you know or like mm. the scene i watched last night where um halloran has shown wendy and danny the kitchen and he's like oh here's our walk-in we got lamb chops and blah 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 and the um, when they open the door it's a certain hallway right like the door exists he opens it in that shot and then you cut to inside of the of the freezer looking at them but then when he goes okay let's go what do you want ice cream doc or whatever he says it cuts back to the same shot but it's a different hallway you know completely different setup and i'm like well you already have the door in the wide shot where they entered why wouldn't you just cut and have them enter back out but it's a completely different hallway so it's like all these weird things that throughout the movie that don't really make a whole lot of sense um hmm. but i highly recommend it if you have if you come across it on streaming you see room two through seven you should check it out yeah i've seen some other things about like there's this theory about um jack is like molesting danny or something have you seen that theory Ooh, no it's like a I didn't watch the whole video. It started going in about like the, um, so they're there and Danny has the counselor lady come in and it's like, if you'll notice Danny is covering his privates for some reason here, because he's sitting there and kind of has his hands on his privates. I think it could be just a, um, you know, a, a trick of the eye. I think they're on his stomach mm. and he's and like, he has like underwear on. So it looks like he has no pants on or something. Right. Um, he could be holding his privates. I don't know. And then he went into some other things. Um, I mean, it was interesting. I don't know if I put any fucking weight in that. But then they go over like the the, and I I thought this was uh, a, a deleted scene. Was this always in the movie? The dog, uh, you know, kind of blowing the guy in the room. I That's don't remember. Been yeah, yeah. I just didn't remember it. I thought it was like a deleted scene and then I watched the movie and it happened and I was like, what the fuck? Maybe I'm watching a weird cut or something, but yeah. Okay. Then, yeah. And there's some other things they like, they show, uh, like in their house, there's like a picture of two naked kids on the wall. But then there's an, uh, in the, in that, in the hotel, there's a room with like two dogs in the same position. I don't know. Mm. This is all sorts of weird theories going on. But, yeah, like you know, you, oh, sorry, go go for it. Well, Kubrick is so uh, aware of everything, you know. It's like he he doesn't put something on the wall in a picture frame, and just let someone pick it. You know what I mean? There's yeah, yeah. Reason there's a reason behind everything. So now could be interesting theories. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's also like two scenes that are two like okay, so when Jack. When Jack and his family go back to the hotel and um, Mr. Ullman and his little side guy that has like one line is kind of weird in the office meeting. They come up to him and Jack in the lobby is sitting down reading a magazine. He's reading Playgirl. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was one of the things they showed. Yeah. And then also and when when Dick Halloran's on the plane back to Colorado, he's sitting there. The woman next to him, next to him is reading or looking at porno. There's like... There's like a nurse outfit and her tits are out. And I'm like, what is with everyone reading fucking pornos in this movie? Yeah, and he's yeah. got like a sh shaft bedroom with yeah, the naked. Yeah, and he's got the, the naked women with that big afro. Naked, naked Nubian princesses and yeah. stuff. And he's like the friendly old black man. He's a really likable character. Me and my grandma could have conversations without <laughs> even opening our mouths. He's so good. She called it shining. <laughs> You didn't think you're the only one that could do it, did you? Yeah, he's really good. Uh, it, it always seemed like a cop out to me to just have him die like, instantly after he gets there. Yeah, it sucks. The the only yeah. thing I think because it does suck, but then I'm like, well, in in a way, he does save them because without the snow cat, you know. So in yeah. a way, he kind of saves the family. So, but yeah, it's just small sacrifice. Yeah, wasting this whole thing about him freaking out calling the laws and all this like six minutes of stuff <laughs> just for, him, for him to get there yeah. <laughs> yeah then instantly just 
Oh! <laughs> but he knew what was going on, though. Yeah. He knows. And why would you go in there like, hey, is anybody home? <laughs> Just yelling down the hallways. It's like, uh, well, he kind of knew there was probably some murders going on. Yeah, there's actually one thing I never even put it together or even thought about it. Uh, but I was like, eh, this doesn't make sense, Kubrick, you motherfucker. So... Uh, Jack is cutting down the bathroom door. Shelly's going fucking crazy, or Wendy's going crazy. And then the snow, the sound of the snowcat stops the scene. And then Jack runs off, and then Wendy kind of stays in the bathroom. And then we cut to Dick getting out of snowcat, and it's right outside the, the fucking bathroom window. So you don't, you're, not, you're telling me that Wendy wouldn't have stuck her head out and be like, hey, fucking, I'm over here. I need help. My, my husband's trying to kill me. Be careful. She just doesn't say anything. Like, come on. There's no. Uh, I like how Danny gets out the window. And then he just, and then, yeah, and then he just runs back in the house. <laughs> uh, and, and hides hi- in a fucking... Hides in that little thing like Jurassic Park. Yeah. You're going to fool him oh. with the reflection? Yeah, the raptors are coming. <laughs> yeah, then for the rest of the movie, Jack has that limp like the Terminator in T1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to kind of slow him down uh yeah but whew. yeah that's that fucking maze thing at the end that low angle and he's kind of limping south park man i had they fucking not they don't ruin it they south park is amazing but i just think of because they do a the skit of that where randy's all fucked up going through the maze standy boy and he's like <laughs> the maze. i was like god damn it uh that maze is ridiculous that's so fake yeah. They pan out on that bitch. It's like a freaking hundred acre maze. And <laughs> like, why would you have this here? Yeah. This is a, a huge liability. And they have those big red triangle things. It's like, you can call for help. Help. <laughs> like, that's not going to help you. <laughs> yeah. Keep bringing it this way. Take a left. And then another, right. <laughs> I think I know which one is ringing. It's like, <laughs> I think that's bell number four. Ding, ding, ding. All right. So, uh, yes, a score. It's it's not hard to score this. It's hard to, to like it's like how high do you want to go? You know, uh, it has to be reasonable. But this is probably one of the best, uh, like thrillers horror movies ever made. Yeah, as far as like the acting, the story, the uh, cinematography, um, everything about it, and he made so many huge liberties with the book that yeah, I haven't read the book, but I know the differences. I kind of think they sound like it makes the movie better. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of people do like the movie better than the book. <coughs> of course, a lot of people like the book better too. Um, but typically a book is always better than the yeah. movie. You know what I mean? But this one has people torn, which is even in, in, in itself is, uh, is a testament to the movie. Um, yeah, Jack is a, just a straight up bad guy. And that's in the book. Like he knows he's being possessed. Like, Oh, there's another thing. Like he takes the things out of the radio in this one. So they can't call for help in mm-hmm. the book. He does it because the radio is talking to him, telling him mm-hmm. to kill his family. And so he wants to silence it. And so it's always coming from a place of good in the book. And uh, at the end, he like blows up the hotel with the boiler and helps them get out, like sacrifices himself because he doesn't want the hotel to do this to anyone else. And so he's a good guy at the end. And it's Stephen King, I think he, he said in an interview, I saw he's like, so I, I, burned the hotel he froze the hotel that's the difference between us one's hot one's cold wow. <laughs> and I, and I was like oh salty <laughs> i was like bro he's so jealous that like his most famous movie is kubrick's version not his version i i love it too because i don't i don't know if there's any weight to this i don't know if it holds any weight but it's almost yeah, like I think you even said it earlier, where like Kubrick just purposely said "fuck you" Stephen King, <laughs> because in the book, from what I understand, <clears throat> it's very clear that he drives a red Volkswagen. It's a yellow one. 
<laughs> you know, like, <laughs> just to say yeah. fuck you and not only that but in the movie when dick is driving to colorado there's an accident on the side of the road there's a semi on top of a oh, yeah. wagon yeah. so it's like i don't know there's, wow. there could be some some shit there but i think that's just kind of funny yeah you should eat your breakfast <laughs> see it's okay honey you saw it on the television yeah i know all about <laughs> on the television yeah <clears throat> So, my score. I, th- I was thinking about this last night, thinking about it now. I think I have to give it... Uh, I'm going to build the score. Hold on. Uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. 9. 9.6. Mm, you I'm were very give it, close to me. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it over a nine point five because I yeah. think. I mean, to beat this, you got to be absolutely one of the best movies of all time. So that's gonna put it in the nines, you know, easily. How good of a nine? I think it's closer to ten than it is a nine. So I'm gonna give it a nine six. I think it's beautiful. The movie is amazing. I mean, it's not a super, uh, you know action-packed movie it's actually kind of boring but i can watch it constantly like and i i do pop pop it on every now and again and i'm entertained like the whole time even during the slow dialogue heavy stuff so that's just amazing and it's held up really well yeah like i was saying earlier the movie just fucking sucks you in like you're you're not walking away the moment you put that on um yeah, uh, that's funny because you when I, I just said that you're very close to mine because my head immediately went to nine point seven, so it's a, just one more above. But <clears throat> yeah, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I was telling you earlier, it's probably like a couple months ago, but I, for the first time, I actually sat down and wrote down my top personal favorite movies. Yeah, um, just my ten, and Shining's on the list. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. This movie fucking rules on every every facet of what you can, you know review yeah. a movie on and it's just like i do struggle with a 10 not that a 10 means perfection i don't i don't think that even like you know journalists or people who review things ign shit like that i don't i think they would even admit a 10 is not perfection it's just like something that you experience it's just like better than anything else yeah um but there are like very 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 nitpicky things where it kind of keeps it from a 10 um but yeah 9.7 that's that's where i'm at sweet Nine point seven, nine point six. Um, <clears throat> yeah, amazing scores. I, I had something. Uh, it's weird. Games a lot of times will get tens. You know, in reviews, you don't yeah. ever see movies getting tens. Yeah, I think there's. I don't know because they've been making movies for way longer than games. That it's just I don't know the line of perfection for a movie is so different than a game it's yeah. almost un, it's almost unobtainable i don't really know of any movie i'd rate a 10 because there's no such thing right like you're waiting to give the 10 out right sure. like the perfect movie will be filmed by god and, and yeah. then uh a director of photography kubrick and then they release it and then you're like oh here's the 10 we've been waiting for this is the 10 here we finally <laughs> got it we still haven't got it but we know that things aren't it. You know what I mean? Like, I know this isn't a 10, but I know it's damn close. Yeah. Um, so it's just a weird thing with movies. I think that the 10 is so it's like, it's not unobtainable for a, a movie rather than a video game. I've seen lots of video games get 10s, and I wasn't like, Oh, how could you? But if yeah. somebody gives a movie a 10, I'm probably going to be like, Oh, you dumbass. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, no, it ain't. It's a nine, eight. <laughs> Something yeah, that's like weird. That. Cause yeah, I, I would probably give some some I would give some tens to to some movies. I'd probably give them to a lot of them, but yeah, I, I kind of understand what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't think of any. It's that, that that's kind of funny to say that because I'm I think I'm almost the opposite. I think like throw tens at movies, and then when I see a ten for a video <laughs> game, I'm like Death Loop a ten. <laughs> I haven't even played Death Loop, but that motherfucker ain't no ten. Hey, so, yeah, it's weird. It ain't no ten if it ain't sitting on my <laughs> my fucking shelf. I'll tell you that right now, goddamn it, IG. <laughs> Mario 64, hell yeah, there it is, right there. Damn right, it's uh, a 10. 10. <laughs> Death loop. 
<laughs> More like Fruit Loop. Get that out of my face. <laughs> oh shit. Uh. <laughs> yeah. They just be handing them out at IGN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, IGN has lost a lot of credibility, man. I don't know what the hell they think. Yeah. I, I just saw that they, they gave Ghostbusters a really good score. Uh, I hope they're right on that one. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I don't know how all these people are re- reviewing it already. It's like, why isn't the movie out then? They, letting it- they got a showing at a New York fucking film thing. Um, yeah, it was trending on Twitter. I fucking clicked on it. It was just nothing but, oh, my God. I kind of had to walk away because I, I wanted to avoid stuff. But everyone yeah, seemed to be raving about it. But that was like the limited one at the, at the Ghostbusters thing, right? But there was uh, a. This is pretty a, recent. It's probably a week ago, if that's okay. when that was. But. <clears throat> and they were. <clears throat> the first time they were only allowed to give impressions. They weren't allowed to give a review. And I guess now they can give a review. Yeah. So I was like, damn, now I got to avoid spoilers for like, what, two months? Shit. Shit. <laughs> yeah. How, come, how is this not a Halloween movie either? Release yeah. this motherfucker on Halloween. Is it a weird. Christmas movie? Yeah, it's interesting because I'm, I'm when we uh, when we jump off here, I'm gonna rush to eat dinner. And I'm gonna watch Doctor Sleep just because I figured it, it would felt right. We watched Shining last night. Watched Doctor Sleep tonight. But um, it's funny you mention that because Doctor Sleep when it came out, it came out in like like mid November or something. Like, who's gonna go? Hey, Grandma, it's mid November. <laughs> Let's go see Doctor Sleep. Like, why wasn't that a fucking October release? It makes no sense. But yeah, I yeah. agree with the Ghostbusters thing. I don't know why it's November. Yeah, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep is okay. It was just cool to see Danny again. He's kind of yeah. an asshole, though. Unless that girl like died. Yeah, puts her, it's pretty puts depressing. Her, puts her baby on the bed. <laughs> and, and, then, and then they died. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that the best parts of it were just the callbacks to Call, or, uh, call It Duty. <laughs> the Shining. Like the openings, and the wide sweeping shots. That was really cool. Oh, what? No, I love, I love the fucking vampire people. So weird. And I don't know. That was, that was weird. The main one was okay, but I thought there was too much. Of it. Yeah. Too much, too much soul sucking and shang sunging. And- so good. <laughs> like, like all that's not a part of the first one at all. Now this is a big part of this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> Well, it's funny because like we we talk about Kubrick who fucking strayed far away from the source material, and you have something like The Shining, and you got Doctor Sleep. Mike Flanagan probably stayed pretty close to Doctor Sleep's uh, book adaptation. Then you get not the I don't think Doctor Sleep is a bad movie by any means, but no, he um, didn't. They're just two different. uh, (laughs) He did things. He strayed pretty far from the book. Oh, really? For Doctor Sleep? Yeah. No, I didn't know. Yeah, he pulled like the same thing. I guess the ending is completely different. Mm. Uh, I don't know what the ending of the book is, but the, I was reading a review where the guy says the ending of the book probably would have been a lot better. Mm. So maybe the ending of the book doesn't go into this fan service because the fan it was just 30 minutes of fan service. Yeah, when they go back to the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, speaking of that, like <clears throat> The Shining, I was just watching all these documentaries and stuff, and it's like maybe you want Shining content just watching this movie. It's like it makes me want to. I, I was like, I was looking up Kindles, dude. I was like, I'm about to go buy me a Kindle and get me fucking read The Shining for once yeah. and see what see what the hell the hype is about. And then I was like, oh, you could just get it on your phone. I was like, it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> in a dedicated <laughs> ebook. <laughs> Fuck this phone. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that story would play with more supernatural elements. Even the stuff that I don't know too much about the book, but you've kind of you've told me a few things here in this in this episode. But uh, even the stuff that you've told me, it just sounds like. Uh, possessed and oh wait turn the radio off because the ghosts are telling us i don't know this seems like a weird i'm so used to this version of it you know what i mean uh, ghosts in the radio that sounds like bullshit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where i draw the line that sounds like bullshit to me you know what these little dead girls in the blood <laughs> up the elevator but nobody ain't gonna be no, no goddamn radio. ghosts in the radio <laughs> Or like I think the mazes come alive, or like there's like hedge mages of animals. I think yeah, yeah, some of that shit. I was in the 1997 yeah. one too. What is this goddamn Scooby Doo? <laughs> <laughs> and I think they did it in like CG, and it looked fucking terrible. Yeah. Or it, it looks terrible now. I don't know how it looked in '97, but it aged really badly. So, uh, yeah, that's that's it, man. What a a masterpiece. This is the highest rated movie we've ever done. I think. Boom. Here it is, mm-hmm. shining. 
uh, 9.7, 9.6. Masterclass. And I agree, it's my favorite cubic movie, definitely. Then, I don't know, probably maybe Clockwork. It's really good. I don't know. Full Metal Jacket's really good. Full Metal Jacket. There's something about his movies, man. I mean, he's, he's definitely like the first director I kind of attach <laughs> myself to. Um, but like, love him or hate his or love or hate his movies like you don't see anything like his stuff like yeah you got scorsese and spielberg and hitchcock and they're all fucking fantastic but there's just and they all do the same they're fucking all something movie. different about kubrick you know what i mean yeah. there's just something about his the way he just envisions this art form it's just so different well they all do the <laughs> same fucking movie scorsese all these guys that are big they all do the same movie over and over and over yeah uh tarantino all of them it's the same movie you know, slightly different stories and stuff, but it's the same feels, the same everything. Kubrick is so all over the place, and all of them are good. He does a political satire comedy in Doctor yeah. Strangelove. That one's also really good. That one's really good. He does yeah. a sci-fi epic in 2001. He does a horror movie in The Shining. He does a, a fucking... Uh, what was that other one? In Barry Lyndon, it was like a yeah. English... Yeah, like three-hour like long. sweeping, sweeping <laughs> yeah. epic in Barry Lyndon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then he does a, a jaded anti-war movie. Uh, like, dude, he's all over the place, but all of them are good. All of them are good, yeah. It's like, how the hell do you do that? Mm-hmm. And like I said, the only... I don't know what Eyes Wide Shut is. I imagine it's a love story. <laughs> so he's like, nah, it's a kind of like this Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's hard, I don't know. It's hard to... It's let's say it's about a couple that are kind of on the rocks. And uh, Tom Cruise goes on a journey in, in one night. And uh, yeah, it's about all I'll say. It's a good. I I, I think I was kind of giving you the wrong impression last night when we were we were texting. I like Eyes Wide Shut a lot. I just know that everyone that I know who has loved Kubrick, that's like their least favorite of his. Um, that was his last movie, right? That was his last movie. I think it's really well, good. It's just what was that? Ninety seven. It was like uh, ninety nine. Oh, ninety nine. Yeah, it was when one did of the he die? Movies. Right before release. Right before release. Oh man. Yeah. So he didn't get to see it premiere, to my knowledge. Son of a biah. Didn't look like the healthiest guy. No, what I've seen him. Pretty old. <clears throat> yeah. Old. Uh, I always look like kind of a bigger dude, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So go check it out. Masterclass, Masterpiece, 9796. Uh, as always, please listen to the podcast wherever you choose. Uh, Apple. Uh, let's see the other one. Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, that's the one. Spotify. I was gonna say Pandora. <laughs> uh, yeah, check it out on YouTube. Uh, we enjoy seeing you, and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do next week because uh, you and I would know what's going on next week is actually two weeks from now. Um, yeah. So this, and as you can tell, it's nighttime. Um. Sure. So this will, yeah, this will drop Sunday, Sunday afternoon. But uh, I'm pretty sure Dune is next weekend. Ooh. So I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure Dune's next weekend. So yeah. That would be. That would be uh, well, that'll be it if it is, huh? Yeah. Highly. Sweet. Highly excited about that one. Yeah. Cool. Well, stay tuned as we maybe check out Dune. <laughs> or or Halloween Kills at least. Halloween Kills. It, we could do like be, a. It'll yeah. be one of those two. So, <laughs> I guarantee that. Yeah, we could do a supplemental one or something, something in between, cranking these yeah. fuckers out. Show. All right, brother. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out, and y'all, thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, please like and subscribe. We'd love to have you. We love to talk movies. An hour a week, baby. Yeah. See ya. Peace. Peace.